Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 and I hope you had a fantastic week. And this week's episode is going to be in two different parts. One is going to be an inspirational slash motivational piece, hopefully. And the other is going to be a beginner's guide to Google AdWords and pay-per-click campaigns. And my motivation for this week's post is a couple of different posts or podcast episodes I listened to this week. And I firmly believe that the universe uh, unfolds things in front of your eyes. And if you're paying attention, you can pick up some cues and run with them. And uh, basically what I was doing this week is I had a couple of podcast episodes downloaded for my commute, and I was also um, keeping tabs on a Twitter and a buddy of mine, Jeff, over at Challenge Away's website, who is also in my mastermind group. And three different things kind of stood out to me and kind of lined up and uh, motivated me this week. So I wanted to kind of pass them along to you. And the first one was from uh, Jeff, and in his most recent post, he basically asked folks, where are you at? And he was pushing the reader to start something new. Basically, where are you at? What sort of things do you have on the back burner? And uh, what's getting in your way? Don't let anything get in the way. Get started today and start something new. So, you know, it's just a short, uh, quick and dirty, no frills, uh, but got the point across to, hey, you know, what what's holding you up? Why are you holding back and um, why aren't you making progress today and get started? So it was it was one one of the pieces that I read this week. And the other that lined up with that, I saw a tweet from Chris Guthrie and it basically said that it's great to listen to podcasts and read blog posts all the time. However, if you're not taking any action, what good is it doing? It was basically a paraphrasing, but you can do all the research and uh, listen to all the gurus out there and uh, take in everything. But if you're not actually taking action, it's not getting you anywhere. And um, also along those same lines, I listened to a podcast from Glenn over at ViperChill.com and he was interviewing a successful affiliate marketer that's made over a million dollars supposedly um, doing straight up affiliate marketing. And uh, one of the things that he asked him was, what is one of the traits that he sees in not only himself that has helped him achieve success, but also in his successful circle of friends? And he said, overwhelmingly, it's a bias towards taking action. He said, for the most part, people in his circle that are successful, if they're going to get, let's say they're going to you know, purchase a, I think you used the example of a remote control helicopter. So let's say you buy it on Amazon, you receive it, you unbox it. And uh, what he sees in folks that are struggling and not having success is that those types of folks will read the whole manual and uh, from start to finish and then basically do all the research before unboxing and putting the batteries in and letting that sucker fly and being really cautious once they finally do get things going and making sure that it doesn't uh, you know cause any damage and just basically being overly cautious whereas his friends would unbox that thing put it, throw the batteries in bang it against the walls bang it against the ceiling for a while and then uh, try to figure out things as they go along 
on how they're going to recover and uh, continue making progress going forward. So that kind of stuck out. All three of those messages this week were basically all about taking action and taking action as opposed to uh, getting bogged down in a research phase or getting hit with analysis paralysis. So that's something that really stuck uh, home with me because at certain times I have different takes. Certain times I'll be you know, just ready to jump right in and work out things as we go along. But more so than not, I will usually do some research up front. I'm not going to read the manual from start to finish, but I will definitely err on the side of research as opposed to just jumping right in something. So all those stuck out to me because I've been working on, I mentioned in a past uh, podcast episodes that I lost some rankings on my forever affiliate site and I've been doing a lot of research and reaching out to different folks and uh, I've made you know some progress but it's taken a couple of weeks to uh, actually make some effort on that and clean up some issues that I think I had and uh, move forward so that has motivated me to take some additional action and, and get into some new things which I'll get into shortly but along those same lines that's that's the bottom line that if you are the type of person that will uh, purchase training materials or you know do research, blog posts, podcast episodes, and just continue doing that week, week in and week out, that's great to learn and build up your knowledge base, but really you're not going to learn and you're not going to make that progress that you're looking for unless you jump right in and take some action. And I think there's kind of a bit of a happy medium, like, uh, you know, if I were to create a new niche site, I would not just go out there, register a domain name, and uh, start throwing content up, although that's not a bad idea. That's better than spending months and not getting a site up. I would rather you get a site up and uh, you know learn as you go along as opposed to just getting bogged down in the research. However, if I were going to create a new niche site today, I would definitely spend at least you know, a half hour to an hour doing some keyword research, making sure there's enough, you know, let's say 3,000 monthly searches, make sure that it looks like you could compete on that topic and come up with some keyword phrases that you're going to target. It doesn't have to take forever, but you can use the Google keyword tool for that. You can use Market Samurai like I do, or you can also use the um, Longtail Pro keyword research tool. That's the three methods that I would recommend, but I would definitely recommend you do some sort of effort up front for that type of situation. However, I do think it's best that you have a huge bias towards action. So set yourself up with, let's say, an hour's worth of time that you're going to do keyword research or that you're going to start doing research or getting the training that you need to get started. But make sure that you set yourself a good timeline. So it may, you know, let it be a half hour, hour at the most, maybe two hours or so, depending on what you're looking to get into, and then get started. And that's really what I decided to do this week. And um, the impetus for the second part of the podcast here, as far as creating a Google AdWords campaign, also came from that same podcast from Glenn Alsop. And it was basically interviewing someone that has had a lot of success utilizing um, paid campaigns, whether it be paid for pay for click uh, via Google AdWords or Facebook or a combination of things. He basically recommended that um, 
all of the platforms for paid advertising work. It's just a matter of picking one. And if you have a um, you know background or if you have experience on one platform, stick with that and uh, work with that as opposed to jumping between different ones, which will allow you to focus and uh, learn the ins and outs of one platform as opposed to going bouncing between the two or three or four or uh, however many you decide to choose. But he said basically pick one and stick with it. So since I have no experience whatsoever with paid advertising campaigns, I decided to go with the AdWords route, and that's the Google AdWords campaigns. And the reason I chose that was... I had been doing the research as far as private blog networks and trying to get my rankings back up for my Forever Affiliate site. And I talked to Doug from Niche Site Project, and he has his own private blog network. And we had talked back and forth, and he said he didn't think really um, backlinks were probably part of the reason that I was penalized or apparently penalized by Google for the uh, most recent Panda 4.0 update or for whatever reason my site lost some rankings and traffic, he said that it would probably be best initially to start checking on duplicate content. And that was also uh, when I reached out to the author of the Forever Affiliate Program, that was the first thing he said as well. So make sure that your site has no duplicate content. Check on a site like Copyscape and see what other sites out there may be either stealing my content or that I may have a certain high percentage of um, duplicate content. And I did do exactly that. I checked and I had um, 12% duplicate content, which isn't a whole lot, but that was on my um, product name review post. And uh, I cleaned that up. I had a testimonial that was provided by the uh, product creator. And I cleaned that up. And I also looked, I had two posts that I wasn't trying to rank for, but that I forgot that I had almost uh, had taken at least 50% of those two articles right from the vendor's page. And he had provided a whole bunch of posts that you could uh, take some content from to build up your sites, which is great, but you really don't want to do that because you can get penalized by Google for duplicate content. And uh, that can definitely affect your ranking. Someone may rank higher than you and they may be listed as the original author of the content and your site uh, can get penalized down the road for that. So I basically removed those two posts and then removed the duplicate content from my other post. So that's not something that's going to be seen immediately by Google, but I did clean that up. So that's 100% um, cleaned up as far as duplicate content goes. And then Doug also had some suggestions on checking keyword density. And I did uh, check out some free tools on keyword density. And I did have, let's, I think it was like 4 to 5% on a few of my posts that certain keyword uh, two to three word keyword phrases or individual words were four to five percent of the content. He said that was really high. He would try to keep it two percent or below. So he suggested I go in and look at uh, individual posts where I have four to five percent of a specific keyword or phrase and try to clean that up so it's much less. And I will be doing that as well. But uh, in addition to that, he didn't have a whole lot of suggestions and he didn't say necessarily that. Uh, adding additional links would be the magic bullet that would allow my rankings to continue to um, grow and uh, recover from whatever penalty, uh, potential penalty that I'm experiencing. So basically that uh, told me that, you know, to save my money, um, the private blog networks that are out there today, the majority of them are 150 bucks or more per month to get some links from higher page rank sites to, back to your site. And uh, they wouldn't necessarily 
automatically result in an increase in ranking. So my thought was that I know Google AdWords has uh, different free, not free campaigns, but basically if you pay $25 up front, you can get up to $100 of additional AdWords credit to use for your campaign. So basically you pay $25 and you get $125 total for your advertising campaign. So I did some quick research. Uh, it only took about five minutes or so, and I found several links where you can either pay 25 and get 75 or there were a couple of where you pay 25 and get 100 So that's what I ended up doing. I said, based on the motivation and inspiration I had from the previous posts that I mentioned this week, that I was definitely being pushed towards action and tr- try something new. So I said, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump right in. And I set myself a one-hour limit to do any research on um, AdWords campaigns since I knew nothing about it. And I found a site where I will provide links so you guys can check it out as well or I'll um, embed the videos right in this particular post. But the bottom line was that there's a couple of gotchas that uh, one experienced guy that has done AdWords before had said uh, you definitely want to try to avoid these and um, it was some great information but really I scanned his videos and I picked up on the three main things really quickly and I'm going to present them to you rather quickly as well. So before I get into the specific details, the one of the main reasons that I wanted to try Google AdWords is that um, I could spend a limited amount of money, so $25 and get $125 worth of value and doing so basically I have my site and I think the content is really good I think that the product name review post that I have which basically review uh, provides my review of this particular product includes two additional reviews or testimonials from customers and kind of walks them through this product and how it may help them. I think it's, I really think it's a great post. Obviously I'm biased, but uh, I did brush it up a little bit. I included a a new picture from, uh, I always get my pictures from uh, Photodune. I almost forgot there. And uh, if you go to my site, nichesitetools.com slash Photodune, you can purchase pictures in the small version, which is way bigger than you'll need for any of your posts. You can get them for a dollar a piece, and it's really quick. I love using it, and um, I got a really great-looking picture to add to that post, and I did go through all the content on that post and uh, made sure that all the grammar and spelling, everything was ready for prime time. So if you are going to point an ad to, to one of your posts, you want to make sure that it's you know really ready to go and in, in the best quality it can be. So I did do that. And then I set my timeline as far as I was going to do no more than one hour's worth of research. And I actually stuck to it. And it actually took me probably about 30 to 40 minutes uh, to do the research. And uh, I will present it to you really quickly here so that uh, you can cut to the chase too if you're looking to increase some traffic and get some sales to any of your sites. This may be a method uh, for you to try as well. So again, I was brand new. I knew nothing about AdWords and I now have a um, active AdWords campaign. So here's what I went through. The suggestions that he had on the gotchas to avoid were to understand how to format your keywords when you set up your campaign know which network to choose as far as um, there's two different networks, a search network and a display network, and also to understand what is enabled by default as far as enhanced campaigns go. And this is really easy stuff. Uh, You'll definitely understand it by the time I'm done here. 
And the first one was understanding how to format your keywords. And this is important, I think, to not only hear but to see. And I'll, like I said, I'll include links or a video to his uh, this particular post that helped me out. But basically, it was kind of eye-opening to me because if you were to start your AdWords campaign, basically I'll provide a link to that uh, $300 credit too. So you basically click on the link for the $100 credit, sign up for an AdWord, a new AdWords account, and uh, then you get a code to use via email, and then you can uh, log into AdWords and set up your... First thing you'll do is it'll walk you through setting up your campaign. So when you're going to, let's say, for example, I, my let's say if my product was a weight loss product, and let's call it the Ab Blaster 3000, which is not the product I'm promoting, but let's just say generically that's what you wanted to promote. So if you were to go in and create an AdWords campaign, probably the first thing you might type is Ab Blaster 3000 as a keyword phrase you want to target. And let's say you want to also target Ab Blaster 3000 reviews. And maybe if there's a discount for the product, Ab Blaster 3000 discount. So let's say you wanted to start with those three phrases. If you were to just type them in without any quotes around them or brackets around them or plus symbols or minus symbols or anything weird, just type that in. You'll be surprised at exactly what Google will do as far as um, labeling site or uh, as far as directing search traffic to your site. And uh, the example that he used was catboarding. And uh, let's say you just typed in catboarding and that was what you wanted to do. He, he said if you just do that with no additional limiters, what you will get is catboarding in San Francisco potentially, best catboarding near my house, gerbil boarding, dog boarding, iguana veterinarians, cat shelters, and cat vets, etc. So you may get the words cat and boarding, but you're going to get many possible similar words that Google thinks and in many cases may do a poor job of matching for you. So he said be very careful and watch out for that. He recommends definitely not doing that up front because you're going to have a huge... Uh, much larger audience, but the audience is probably going to be much less um, targeted and much less likely to click and much less likely to make a purchase. Because if someone is looking for iguana veterinarians and you have a site about catboarding, that's really not going to do a lot of good for them. So if they did click on your ad, that wouldn't um, be targeted traffic that you would want to receive. And he said there's other ways to limit it. You can put quotes around catboarding, for example, and then you could get catboarding in San Francisco, best catboarding near my house, etc. So basically that would be the phrase catboarding plus words before and after. That's using double quotes. So that definitely helps. That ha- definitely will limit it. So if in my case I had the Ab Blaster 3000 and I put quotes around it, you might get uh, best Ab Blaster 3000 reviews. You might get uh, Ab Blaster 3000 places to buy. You know, it could be any number of things, but it would be Ab Blaster 3000 and other phrases before or after. And he said the way to limit things the most would be to place a square bracket around your phrase. So, for instance, for catboarding, if you put square bracket at the beginning and at the end, that would search um, provide you traffic from searches only for people that typed in exactly catboarding and nothing else. So that was what I decided to go with. So, for instance, if my product was Ad Blaster 3000, I would put that in uh, square brackets 
followed by a comma and Ad Blaster 3000 reviews, followed by a comma, I'm sorry, in, in, in square brackets for that as well, followed by a comma, and then in square brackets, Ad Blaster 3000 discount. So if I was using those three phrases initially, that is exactly how I would go about it. Your search traffic is going to be definitely limited towards folks that are only typing in those phrases. So initially your traffic may be limited and it may be too limited in many cases if you don't have too many phrases you're targeting. But I wanted to limit my traffic and make it very targeted up front as opposed to making it very broad and burning through my um, entire budget of $125 total. So... That's where I started, and he recommends, um, even if you're not going to definitely go with square brackets, at least limiting them to the double quotes, or there's um, including a plus sign at the beginning of each term, which will um, allow words before and after and in the middle, so you could get... um, Let's see, boarding of cats, uh, where can I board a cat, things like that. So there could be other words in the middle and at the end. So it it limits things, but it's a little more broad. And then again, without putting any delimiters at all, just putting the words, you're going to get all sorts of things that Google thinks may be related, but uh, could be really broad and way too broad for what you're looking for. So the suggestion is to start um, by narrowing things down utilizing either square brackets or double quotes or a combination and um, that will help limit your traffic to the targeted audience you're looking for and then once your campaign starts to roll out you can see how much traffic you're getting it will give you an estimate of how many folks per day or per month that you are expected to get as far as impressions people seeing your ad um, on the uh, first page of google or wherever it may be either in the sidebar at the top or the bottom you'll see a number for impressions and then a number for how many clicks you had so if you're finding that you were hoping for maybe a hundred impressions per day and let's say five clicks per day and you're only seeing maybe 10 uh, impressions and no clicks or one click, you're going to want to broaden things up a bit. So it's always best to start more limited and then broaden things up um, based on your results that you do experience. So understanding your keywords and how to format them was the first item. The second item was understanding that for the default campaign, Google is going to automatically check the boxes that will allow your ad to show up in search and also on their display network. And a lot of folks may not necessarily understand what that means. Obviously, you're going to want your ad to show up in search traffic so that folks when are typing in your desired search phrases, they can see your ad and then hopefully click on them. But in addition, Google also has a display network where there are sites that have park domains or sites that are dedicated to providing ads. And um, the display network, for example, the uh, on the guy's page that I was referencing, he showed a couple of different posts on like uh, peoplemagazine.com or other magazine type sites where that has ads for the Google ad network. And your ad, um, your you know, somebody may be doing, uh, you know, reading a People article on Justin Bieber or something like that, and then slightly below or in the middle of the particular post they're reading, they may see an ad um, that's targeted 
towards your keyword phrases, but most likely if they're reading about Justin Bieber, they're probably not going to be looking for the Ad Blaster 3000. So, you know, you may be able to get traffic that way, but he recommends that initially when you're setting up a brand new campaign to disable the display network. And I wholeheartedly agree. I definitely want to limit to search traffic initially. And he says that if you do open yourself up to that display network, it's it's similar to having too broad of a search term. You're going to have a lot of different impressions and folks may be curious and click on your articles, but in many cases, they're not going to be folks uh, ready to buy and make a purchase. So it's going to be money poorly spent. So that's the second item. When you do set up your campaign, make sure you unclick the display network and you'll see that pretty prominently when you go through the uh, checkboxes there. So the first one, again, was understanding how to format your keywords. Second was disabling the display network. And the third was um, enhanced campaigns. And this is also enabled by default. By default, Google will also show your ads to uh, folks utilizing mobile devices. And that's great if your product or site lends itself to someone searching on mobile devices. So if the product that you're promoting or your website lends itself to someone uh, most likely searching on a mobile device and potentially clicking through and reading on your mobile de- on a mobile device, great. Go ahead and leave that uh, enabled. No issues there. But if your site is not mobile friendly or the sales page that you're trying to direct folks to is not mobile friendly, he says make sure that you disable the mobile ads because it's doing a disservice to your readers. And I took a look at my site and I took a look at the sales page for the product that I'm promoting. And both my site, um, my site is not ideal as far as mobile traffic, but more so the sales page from the vendor is very unfriendly as far as mobile sites go. The text uh, overlaps the page, and if you wanted to actually see the full page, even if you switched your phone to landscape mode, it's still not a pretty-looking site. So what I did was uh, I did what he suggested and disabled that 100%. So once you get through setting up your campaign, you can go into your campaign, click on Settings, Um, on the settings tab and then under devices it's set for all you can click that change your mobile bid adjustment and you click on the bid adjustment uh, little box there and you can decrease your mobile uh, adjustment by 100 percent which is basically a convoluted way of disabling mobile ads. And by default, computers and tablets will be enabled, and you can't change that, but you can decrease your mobile bid by 100%, which will basically disable ads on mobile devices. So you'll you'll be limiting your ads to search um, Google search results only and on computers and tablets only. So that's what I'm doing since I'm brand new and I want to limit and target my traffic to the best of my ability and hopefully to the most targeted traffic that's likely to be ready to make a purchase. That is why I went with that. And also just um, some other settings. He recommended when you're first starting out your campaign, you can go to the Google Keywords tool or you can utilize a program like Market Samurai or on Longtail Pro. But right within the AdWords um, program, you can see what the suggested... um, You can actually click on to allow Google 
um, take care of the suggested bids based on the terms you're trying to target, but that's not what I selected. I manually chose to allow for bids of $0.25 cents per click, $4 maximum per day. And the way I figured that out was... Um, I figured $0.25 cents is a, a decent place to start. I looked at some of the terms that I was looking to target, and they were around 50, um, somewhere between 40 and $0.50. Cents. So I wanted to start a little bit lower, try $0.25, cents, see how that works out. And the way I figured it was, um, if I was going to start with a $4 budget per day, there's roughly 30 days in a month. That's roughly $120 per day if I hit the maximum number of clicks. So um, at $0.25 cents a click, that would be four clicks per dollar. And then so that would be a total of, if I got 16 clicks per day, that would hit my maximum budget of $4 per day and total of $120 in one month. So if I were to hit all my traffic, which based on the my search results being very limited, I started, you know, like I said, with a limited search terms to have the best targeted traffic. I have a feeling my search target or my search totals are going to be much lower than I'm basically not going to hit that $4 limit every day. So I wanted to err on the side of caution as far as that goes and uh, not burn through my budget uh, quickly. So that I figure that'll give me a full month minimally to where I can run through that 125 bucks. And uh, one month, you know, I can see if my traffic increases, um, you know, how many sales or how many clicks I've had. And that'll give me a full month to analyze the uh, campaign. So I definitely think, you know, after two weeks or so, I'm going to adjust things. And if they, my search results are too um, too limited, I'm definitely going to open it up and maybe I'll change it from square brackets to double quotes for my search terms, which will definitely open it up and broaden things up. So that's something I'm, you know, most likely going to do based on the results. But, um, I did enable this on Friday after, uh, getting the inspiration to do so. So I was excited that I actually took an idea within 24 hours. I got the inspiration to do it. And I, uh, within a matter of, uh, in probably an hour or two. I had my first campaign and then I got the email today. I'm recording this episode on Saturday and I got the email from Google AdWords saying my campaign is live and um, it showed what my text-based ad would look like and it said they will provide me an email once my traffic and any clicks start to flow in. So I know for sure that there's no way I'm going to burn through that budget based on the fact that I have a limit of $4 per day I will have a total of $125 in my account, 25 of it being um, that I purchased um, added via credit card. And then as soon as you burn through that initial $25, they will add that credit to your account within a day or two. Or I'm sorry, I think it was within uh, three to four days, they said. Um, that's the longest it'll take. And then that, that money will be added to your account and your campaign will just continue on. So there's no danger in the first month of me overrunning that budget. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And the other reason I'm excited about that is I was planning to potentially pay up to like 100 to $150. I was going to try it one month of private blog network links. So in this way, I can um, actually just pay for that traffic rather than trying to get back links from uh, paid sources that you could potentially be penalized down the road. The links may not work. This is seems like a more foolproof way. I'm just going right to the source of Google. I'm paying them 
for their um, targeted traffic and uh, what should happen if folks are likely to click on ads for the product I'm promoting, you'll get the directed traffic directly to someone that's looking for the product name, product name review, product name discount, that type of thing. So they already probably know a little bit about the product. If they click on your ad, they're probably really likely to uh, make a purchase if the information you're providing them matches the text of the ad. And um, it seems, at least on the surface, a much better way to go because there's no way to get penalized for paid traffic. You're going right to the source uh, with that being Google, and you're paying them, which is exactly what they want you to do. So in theory, it's, it's you know, the most green hat or white hat uh, method of, uh, not green hat, but white hat is the term used, but it's, it's basically the safest way to try to get that targeted traffic. And um, there's really not much to lose up front. For 25 bucks, you get $125 worth of return, potentially, and uh, you can adjust your campaign over time. So I'm really looking forward to the results, and I'm really looking forward to providing the results to you guys coming up. So I will provide any updates that I get as far as um, click-throughs, any sales, which would be ideal. And if it uh, completely bombs out, I will be glad to uh, share that with you as well. So if uh, you have some niche sites and you've started to build some backlinks, you have some traffic, but you're not really seeing the results that you wanted to, trying out one of these $25, you pay $25, you get $100 worth uh, of additional uh, revenue or additional uh, spend for an ad campaign. It's maybe something you want to try out. So it's really easy to do um, once you get through those couple of potential gotchas that I mentioned, you can uh, help to avoid burning through your budget really quickly, and uh, it seems like it might be a uh, cool way to go. So that that was, um, paying for traffic was the primary method that the uh, guy mentioned that was in Glenn Allstop's uh, podcast this week on Viper Chill, and that's the primary method to use, but he may use, you know, different methods as far as AdWords, Facebook, uh, other paid traffic methods, but that's how he's doing it. He said uh, SEO and backlinking and that all that's too labor intensive for him. So he basically will utilize uh, all sorts of different paid uh, advertises, uh, advertising campaigns, focus on one at a time and, uh, you know, focus in, learn from your experiences and the experience of others and uh, hone your skills on that particular method and uh, just uh, utilize until the wheels fall off. So if I can definitely get some targeted traffic and start to get sales, like for instance, if uh, if I were to pay $50 or $100 and get $150 worth of sales, I'll do that all day long until it stops. So that definitely seems like a cool way to go, and it's something I haven't uh, ever done previously. So I just wanted to present that to you as a potential other option. And again, I will keep you posted on uh, all progress along the way and let you know if it may be something that uh, works really well, doesn't work well. And, uh, you know, I will definitely pivot and uh, try to optimize my campaigns and get the most out of that uh, advertising spend. So hopefully that uh, presented you with something. uh, I don't know why I hadn't thought about it previously. It's something I'm aware of, but because it's not something that uh, I was exposed to very often, uh, it's it's been probably six months to a year since I've even heard about anybody using paid advertising. So it's one of those things where out of sight, out of mind, but uh, as soon as it uh, came back into my brain this week through the uh, posts on the podcast I was checking out, 
I thought it'd be a great uh, thing to try and a great thing to mention to you on the podcast this week. So with that, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you also take action this week. Get started, try something new, and uh, make it up as you go along. You're going to hit things that uh, you're not necessarily prepared for, but that's part of life. You can adjust and pivot as you go along, but at least by the end of the week, you can say, hey, I started this, I am doing it, and uh, you can feel good about that. And I'll leave you today with a quote from Mark Twain, which says, The secret of getting ahead is getting started. That's all for now. Have a great week.